Here's Charlene Steinkamp. I would like you to write standing, a labor of love, and you can write down all the different words and scriptures I'm going to say. I'm going to use acronym, and it's going to be standing, a labor of love. Standing, S is for standing, for your beloved husband or wife and children. And there are many that start standing that end up that have to be praying and believing and hoping that their children will not go into the drugs and the alcohol and the addictions that they can get involved in, or the unwanted teenage pregnancies. S is for standing, but it's also for salvation. It's also for sanctification, that they will grow in the Lord. And S is for the Holy Spirit, because we need to pray and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us every day. And we need to pray that the Holy Spirit will speak so very loudly to your spouse in the middle of the night or in the morning, noon or night. Bob came home on a Wednesday because he had such Holy Spirit conviction that it happened. The prodigal had conviction. And then he went to confession. And then he had the courage to leave and go home. And then we, the father, had the compassion to open up his arms and take them and love them unconditionally. T, S-T, are you facing trials and tribulations in your life? That's Satan trying to trick you, trying to have you give up and give you tricks and schemes to convince you that it's never going to work. Your marriage is never going to be restored. Listen to what your spouse is saying. Listen to what family and friends are saying. And you've got to come to the point that you understand that the devil is trying to do this. Most awesome thing is we have standards that were prodigals. They were the ones who fell into sin. And God touched them and changed them. And they are now the standard. The prodigals are the standards. And they're powerful. They're the stronger stander. You know why they're stronger? Because they'd had the Lord touch them first, and they know the power of God. So we got to understand that standers are in all shapes and sizes. But we need to T also trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. A. Will you join God's army, trained and be trained by the commander-in-chief? Know that he has a divine plan and purpose for your life and marriage, and then learn God's weapons. Put on the armor of God, as God has taught us in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 18. Put them on every day. In 2 Corinthians 10, 2 to 5, there's a scripture all about the weapons who are mighty in power, mighty in power. God is so great that nothing, nothing is too hard for him. Be in God's frontline assault force. Be like a football player, and you're going to have to be aggressive. You just can't sit there and just let them knock you down. You've got to use the weapons your Lord God has given you. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. 
The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive. And there's the beginning what we need to learn. We need to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We need to learn how to say, whoa, devil, get out of my brain and quit making me think those negative thoughts. Hopelessness, doubt, unbelief. We have to understand that is the enemy coming against you, and we need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to our Lord Jesus Christ, to his word. Go to Philippians 4, 4 through 9. 4 through the whole end of the chapter is awesome because that's a scripture God gave me. Think of good things. Rejoice in the Lord always. We need to know, are you going to fight the fight? N, never, never forget the names of God. Learn the many different names of God. Because once you learn the names of God, you're not going to be defeated. You're going to know he's going to be your defender. You're going to know he's going to be your refuge. He's going to be your redeemer, your Jehovah Jireh, your provider. When you know you are a child of the king, you can pick yourself up after the devil has knocked you down and stand up tall and say, hey, I may be small like David, but Goliath, in the name of Jesus, you're God. If you have to read all these stories to keep reminding you who you can be, read the story of David and Goliath. There was a whole Israel army that shook when Goliath spoke. But David, had known the power of God when he was a shepherd. And he took one stone and killed Goliath. You have got to be in God's army and know who you are in Christ. You are on the winning team. The devil giving you all these negativities, you've got to say, I know who I am. I know I'm on the winning team. I know what God has said to me. So if he's given you one promise, let alone maybe 10 promises or 10 situations, then you need to be standing up, praising the Lord and say, I am never, never giving up. Nothing, nothing is impossible with God. And for nothing is impossible with God. Luke 137. Let's go to D. S-T-A-N-D. Know that God hates divorce. It's Malachi, and we need to understand that God created marriage. He created Adam. He created Eve, and he said, you are going to be fruitful, and you will multiply. Our Lord wants to be our defender. He wants to be your deliverer, and he wants to deliver your spouse back home, but you have to stand strong. You have to stay in God's army, and you can't take a leave of absence when you're in Iraq or if you're in Afghanistan, they'd say, go forward. They don't say, turn around. They send more military people to come over and help you if you're in an ambush. Ask God to send help to you. That's why we have all the resources on the Internet that's available 24 hours a day, free. You can go to Stop Divorce Radio, and it's been ministering to people 24 hours a day, and they can listen to it and listen to our teachings with music. And we're legal. We have all the licenses that we had to get. You need to fill up. 
every day with the Lord. Don't let the devil come in and defeat you. Believe the Lord is your defender and your deliverer. Acts 26:18. I pray every morning two Pacific scriptures. Hold your finger at Acts 26, but let's go to Acts 2 first. And these are two scriptures that you can pray every day while you're reading your Bible. Lord, I pray that my husband, my wife, my children, all our standards and their prodigal spouses will repent and be baptized, every one of them, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of their sins, and that they will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your spouse, and for your children, and for all who are far off. Who's far off now? Your spouse. But you're praying for them to repent and be baptized. And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord, our God, will call. And then I just flipped the page over to Acts 26, 18. And this is scripture I have known for years. But it is like a rhema word to me right now. I have God keep saying, pray it for all the standards. Pray it for the prodigals. Pray it for every prodigal over and over. Now, he's telling me to pray for the prodigals. So I'm being obedient because, you know what? I don't know what he's doing in the heavenlies. But if the Lord says for me to do it, I want you to join me. Acts 26, 18, I challenge you. Pray it once a day at least. Believe it or not, I'm praying with your names in it, standards, and for your children and all the prodigals to open their eyes. And one version says, and in order to turn them from darkness to light. Well, I know a lot of standards that quit. So I'm praying you will open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light so they'll see the truth again. And from the power of Satan. Whoa. Do you read that, guys? It says your spouse needs to open their eyes. Put your spouse's name. Lord, open Bob's eyes. Open Tim's eyes, Julie's eyes, Darren's eyes, Alan's eyes, Pierre's eyes, Lisa's eyes. Open their eyes and turn them from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and be a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That is a hallelujah. That is what we've been praying for. Put Bill's name in there. Put your spouse's name in them. Pray the word of God. If God has got me praying this, then please join me. He's telling us this is exactly what we need. You want your prodigal to have their eyes open. Well, how are you going to get it? Well, let's pray the word of God because God's word does not return void. In John twelve forty six, Jesus says, I have come into the world as light. So that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. We've got to understand we need to become a doer of the word. We need to be disciplined. We need to be diligent. We're under the D, remember? And we need to study and read the word daily. Now, once in a while. I don't care if you have to do it at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or 12 o'clock when you finally collapse in bed. I had my Bible and all my study books in bed and I'd sit in there and I would spend at least an hour studying after I had finally collapsed and got the kids in bed and done the homework. But I'd get up again at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's amazing what the Lord did that I could do in less hours sleep than I can do now. I praise the Lord. Delay in the timing of your marriage restoration is not denial. You've got to understand that. God's timing is perfect. Abraham and Sarah, I can't explain why they had to wait so long. 
But I can tell you the delay in your marriage being restored is not denial. And when God speaks to you over and over and over and you keep staying closer to him, he tells you, just hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Be still before the Lord. Just say, praise the Lord, I'm on the right road. We've got to understand. Do not give up because there's a delay. Look up the scriptures. Look up the words. Write the scriptures in a journal or on index cards for you to flip through and you can pray or speak or memorize them. Even if you're in the car, you will grow strong in the Lord and increase your faith. I, standing, I, God will instruct you and your spouse if they're sinning. God wants to have you learn and he wants to teach your spouse. In Psalm 25, verses 8 and 9, teach me, O Lord. If you feel stupid and dumb and you don't know what to do and you don't know if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then cry out, Lord, teach me, teach me. Psalm 25, verse 4 says, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. That's what we have to do. I, for intercession, it's imperative that we pray. And I know I didn't know how to pray. In fact, I still feel that I'm not the prayer warrior I should be. But I'm telling you, God says you only have to do is pray little sentences, just like a child. So we don't have to be fancy with these and those and those and, and all of that. All we have to do is say, Daddy, Abba Father, help. Jesus, Jesus, help me. How do I pay my bills this month? We're trying to help you get through the nitty-gritty of being able to stand. Pray without ceasing. Never, never forget James chapter 5, verses 16 through 19. We pray for each other that we may be healed, and the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Now, verse 19 is important for you all. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, do you know anybody that's wandered away? Yeah, I do. And someone should bring him back? Remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the air of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. We need to understand the importance of praying. In, for nothing is impossible with God. Jeremiah thirty-two twenty-seven says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? G, you must know the power of God. God is on our side. And we've got to believe in the promises of God, that they are for you and for your family. You need to learn the promises of God. Your marriage being restored is not just for you to get your husband or wife home. You know what the G stands for? For God to get the glory. To get the glory, the honor, and the praise. So please don't be so self-centered and selfish to think that we're just going to get our spouse home so you're going to be able to pay your bills. The reason is for God to get the glory. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. L, for labor. Standing takes commitment and dedication. And 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know 
that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Your labor, your labor of love, your labor of standing is not in vain. A, ask and God will answer you. Ask, seek, and knock for God's answers for all your questions. You know, you could ask a million people and take a million surveys like I did and get all the wrong answers like I did and end up having to go on a detour road like I did and then have God finally get my attention as he did. Thank you, Jesus. And then I became obedient. Why don't we go to Matthew 7, 7 and listen to what it says. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Go on and read the rest of that little scripture. Which of you, if a son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Oh, we need to learn to ask the Lord for his divine answers. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says, Call to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Do you have questions? Do you want to know answers? I challenge you. Call to the Lord and he will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. First John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us whenever we ask. We know that we have what we asked of him. Labor, L-A-B. Are you a believer? You need to be a believer. You need to be a Christian to stand and fight for your marriage. You must accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life first. Second, you must believe the word of God. You must believe in Jesus, that he died on the cross for your sins. Never forget Doubting Thomas. In John chapter 20, Doubting Thomas did not see Jesus at the beginning, and he missed his uh, appearance the first time. But the other disciples said, we've seen the Lord. And Doubting Thomas, such a disciple of Jesus Christ, said, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. What are you telling the Lord you aren't going to believe? What part are you saying to him? You know what? I don't believe you're going to really restore my marriage because of da-da-da-da-da-da-da. What does the Lord have to do to convince you? He shouldn't have to convince you too many things. I've gone out to eat with many, many standers. They've all had God show them or speak to them or guide them or they type up, stop divorce or praying for marriage restoration. And all of a sudden, our website comes up. Do you think that is a coincidence or if that a God incidence? You know what? We have to accept what God is showing us and speaking to us. So in John 20, a week later, his disciples were in the house again. 
and Thomas was with him, and the doors were locked, and Jesus walked in. And he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand, and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And if there's anything I could say across the nation and around the world to all our standards that are not in this room, where we've had hundreds and hundreds come in this room or in a Bible study for us for the last 19 years, stop doubting. They doubted, they didn't believe, and they gave up. The Bible keeps teaching us that in everything, we need to stop doubting and believe in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you can't believe for marriage restoration, can you believe for a healing if one of your children became sick? Can you believe for a healing for your parents? See, I know I've been there. It all comes together. You're going to believe God for one thing and not for the other? Do you believe in salvation? Do you believe you can share the gospel and share and have people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know it's so easy to have people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ because God brings them right up to you and they're all ready to be saved? All you have to do is share with them. We had a girl that comes here regularly and she was Jewish. She asked if she could come in this room and then she shared that her husband was Christian and she wanted to know how she could pray for her marriage. And she accepted the Lord before we even started Bible study that night. You know what? We just have to be available and we just have to quit saying no to the Lord. Then Thomas said, my Lord and my God, and Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. One of my favorite scriptures the Lord gave me near the beginning of my stand is Luke 1.45. Blessed is she or he who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Labor, L-A-B-O. Obedience is mandatory in standing. 1 John 5, 3 says, This is love for God, to obey his commands. John 15, 10, If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. There are consequences to disobedience. You can see them, can you not, in your spouse's life? R. God wants to restore, he wants to revive, he wants to rekindle, he wants to reignite love, he wants to resurrect your dead marriage and rebuild your marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. We need to labor, L-A-B-O-R. Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Put your spouse's name there. I will remove your spouse's heart of stone, and give them a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in your spouse. Put both your names, put your children's names, and move them to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. If you pray that every day, well, whose laws are you going to be following? God's laws. That's what we're praying for. Jump down to 33. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On the day I cleanse you, your spouse, your children from all your sins, I will resettle your towns and the ruins will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be cultivated. Instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass through it, they will say this land 
that was laid waste, that was ruined, that was divorced, has become like the Garden of Eden. The cities that were lying in ruins, desolate and destroyed, are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations around you that remain will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was destroyed, and I have replanted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. It's a promise. You need to stand on it. You need to pray for that heart of stone, that hardened heart, that calloused heart to be touched and changed. And nothing is too hard if you will pray. And pray the scriptures. Pray the word of God. Believe that God wants to do it. And we cannot forget 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. You know what? The Lord had me take this scripture so many years ago and say, Bob and Charlene are patient. Bob and Charlene are kind. We will not envy. We will not boast. We will not be proud. We will not be rude. We will not be self-seeking. Bob and Charlene will not get easily angered. We'll keep no record of wrongs because love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Will you always protect your spouse? Will you always trust the Lord? Will you always hope and know that God's in charge of your life? And will you always persevere? Because love, which is God, never fails. Oh, become an overcomer. First John chapter 5. We need to believe that we are going to become an overcomer. We serve a God who overcomes. In 1 John chapter 5, this is love for God, to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. We need to become an overcomer. And we need to believe it. And we need to tell we're going to pray for O for others. We need to pray for others. You know, we've got to stop thinking of ourselves. And we need to share what we have learned with others. So many of us do not want to talk about our separation or our divorce or what we're going through, and we don't want to tell them, or we don't even want to pray for them. We're selfish, and we've got to stop being selfish, and we've got to be burdened about stopping divorce and stomping out divorce and share with others. So remember to pray for others. If nothing else, pray, even if you don't have the boldness to speak. But you know what? Ask God to give you boldness. Ask God to give you the courage to speak out loud, because he will do it. Pray to the Lord daily to use me to share the love of Jesus every day. Wherever I go, Lord, even if you're at the grocery store, you know, share the love of Jesus. You're the light of the world. Are you being a lighthouse? L-O-V, and that's victory. There is victory in Jesus Christ. He defeated Satan and death. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross for us to receive eternal life. Psalm 60 verse 12 says, With God we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. He will remove the other people. He will do it. We've got to believe 
With God, there is victory in Jesus Christ. E. Oh, E. Do you know the enemy? Have you learned to know the tricks and the schemes of the enemy? Do you know enemy is Satan, who is wanting to kill, steal, and destroy all marriages, all families, all churches? He wants to kill, steal, and destroy you and your spouse. But God is greater. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You know, we can repeat and go John 10.10 about this devil, but let's go John 10.10, the whole verse, where Jesus says, I have come to have life abundantly. 1 John 4.4 in the New King James Version says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. We are praying, standing, which is a labor of love, for your husband or wife, for them to receive eternal life and for all your loved ones to be in heaven with you. Will you live expecting your miracle to happen at any time? Lord, we just come to you, and we just ask that you will teach people around the world that standing, praying, and interceding for your spouse to have a better marriage, even though they may be home, that they would get saved, that they would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, that they may be delivered from alcohol or drugs or addictions. Lord, we pray that you would touch the ones who are separated or divorced and they thought their marriage was over and dead until you started knocking on their heart's door saying, pray for your spouse to come home. Lord, we need to pray that you will restore thousands and thousands of marriages each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You've been listening to Charlene Steinkamp. You can write the Steinkamps at P.O. Box 10548, Papano Beach, Florida, 33061. The Steinkamps also invite you to visit their website at rejoiceministries.org. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.